25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Oh, God, we love him. They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the line. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 wide sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Yo! I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents, competitive rates, fast service, friendly service. That's what you get at Farm Bureau. Hey! Everybody that's trying, I just turn. I just clicked over on my Facebook page because we're not streaming it live today. I didn't get here in time to to get it all going. Get your battery down. Yeah. I got. Yeah, my battery was dead on my iPad, and so I'm not streaming it on Facebook. And you wouldn't believe the comments and messages I've gotten on here. Hey, you on today? Where's Matt? <laughs> I really get used to it. You gotta, you gotta keep your public, you know, yeah, entertained. We're gonna stream live video in this studio tomorrow. Okay, we will figure that out. Somehow, some way, <laughs> Roger, we will figure that out. Uh, but right now, what I'm doing is um, I'm going to post on the Facebook page, and it's just going to be a link where people can go to the website, thezone1059.com, where people can just go to the website, click on it, listen live right there. They won't get to see my smiling face. They can just imagine it. You know what I'm saying? They can just imagine my smiling face. Now, who would want to do that? Welcome to the show. You can be a part of it. Lots of ways for you to be a part of it. You can call me on the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment, Madison and in Jackson, 995-1059, 601, number 995-1059. Also, text the show, 885-ESPN. That's a 601 number as well, 885-ESPN. I wish y'all could see Roger. <laughs> never fails does it roger he needed to get up and either either go to the little boy's room or go get him a drink of water or go say hey somebody or something as soon as he gets out of his chair the phone starts ringing started ringing the lights flashing in here is ringing so he turns around he sits back down to answer the phone as soon as he sat down to answer the phone they hung up <laughs> and a boy all right look about this national championship game. Let's talk, shall we? And then I'm coming to all these texts from hour one that I haven't gotten to, the mailman and Biggin and Nick and True Maroon and Tyler and everybody. I'm coming to your text. Hang on. But Don called us at the end of hour one, and he was bringing up the national title game, and I said I'd tell you who's going to win. So here's what's going to happen in the ball game. This is Clemson versus LSU. LSU is going to win the game, and I think final score is somewhere in that neighborhood of, you know, thirty-one twenty-four, thirty-one twenty-one. I'm looking at a seven to ten point ball game, a little tighter, maybe than LSU has been used to, 
and, and certainly have experience for the most part this year, a tighter game. But I think they'll win the game. They're just too explosive. They're too good. Their quarterback is too good. He's the best in college football. You know what? You got probably the next best over there on the other side in Trevor Lawrence, and he showed you what he's made of last year in the title game against Alabama. Another thing that's going to tighten this gap, I think, between LSU and Clemson is look at what Clemson has been able to do when they had a little time to prepare for somebody. Look at what they did to Alabama from a coaching perspective, what I'm talking about. That's what I was thinking. They're not going to necessarily just rely on that blitz package. Clemson's coaching staff last year with time to prepare for Alabama, they outcoached Alabama, and you have not been able to say that much. So Clemson is going to be ready. And there's going to be a few times you're going to go, oh, boy, boy, they pulled one over on Coach O&M there, didn't they? It's going to happen a few times in the game. But the difference will be Joe, uh, Joe Burrow. Now, Don brought something up, and that is what Clemson did to Ohio State. Blitz. Here they come. Zero coverage. If you hear that term, let's go X's and O's real quick. If you hear the term zero coverage, what does that mean? That's zero safeties. What is the job of a safety? The safety is the last line of defense. The safety is the safety net that they may make 14-15, but they get to our safety, and then he can keep them from you know turning this into a 60-yard touchdown. The safety plays the deepest part of the field. We're going to keep you from giving up you know, a home run if we can, for the most part. They don't have any of those. They've jumped into right-in-our-face, man-to-man coverage on everybody. There's no deep help. They're just going to go one-on-one everybody, and the rest of them are coming after me. And I'm the quarterback, and I have the football. Zero coverage. Zero safeties means here they come. Either that or they line up in it and then bail out trying to fool the quarterback. So they blitzed and zero-covered Ohio State, got after the quarterback, and Clemson won the game. They will not be able to do that against Joe Burrow and LSU. They will, Clemson will get my sure enough respect if they have the guts to very often jump in zero coverage and blitz Joe Burrow. Because nobody in college football this year has been better at handling blitz and zero-coverage situations because everybody's tried to figure out ways at times to get pressure on Joe Burrow, because you can't. Don mentioned the offensive line. Has anybody been hit less than Joe Burrow in the pocket I'm talking about? His offensive line has been outstanding in pass pro. So what have teams done? Well, we got to get to him. We can't cover them. If we don't blitz, he's got too much time. He's going to pick us apart. We have to try to blitz him to hit him, to force him into an early throw, a mistake, something. And what has he done? All year. Made you pay for blitzing. I throw a slant, we turn it into a 60-yard touchdown. I throw the go route because you can't cover my outside guy. So they put you in a bind. Well, this is Clemson. They've got NFL players all over the field. And they're still going to try it some, but they will not. I don't think throughout a ball game just wholesale come and try to get the guy because they know they can't. He will make them pay. Those receivers will make them pay. So it's a dicey situation for Venables and and their staff. With that said, you kind of felt the same way about Clemson's defense going into last year's national title game. Oh, they're playing Tua Tagovailoa and those Alabama receivers, and if you blitz, he's going to hit you over the top a bunch. And they were so prepared. They baited Tua Tagovailoa into 
uh, throws. They baited him into throws. He They baited him into an interception or two. They were more prepared than Alabama was and jumped all, I mean, and created the turnovers, jumped all over a couple of those reads. And and so, yeah, they've done it before. Clemson will be confident. They will be ready. And that's why it'll be closer. But ultimately, the difference will be the fact that there's not been anything that anybody can do to upset Joe Burrow. Old guy, fifth-year senior, coach's son, seen it all, been there, done that, super talented, and he is in total control of what they're doing on the field, getting better and better each week. He was so good against Oklahoma, they had to pull him out to keep from embarrassing Oklahoma. <laughs> LSU will win the game by 7 to 10 points. Oklahoma, I wish they'd done it sooner. Yeah. See what I did there. All right. I, yeah, I did see what you did there. <laughs> What was the other thing that was brought up there um, about that game? I, I'll come back to it. The mailman in Jackson says, how true are the rumors that if Grantham is the guy that he will bring Florida assistance with him, and if so, who would they be? Um, I would bet one would be Greg Knox and another would maybe be Brian Johnson, the quarterback's coach, who used to be at State under Dan Mullen. Maybe. We'll see. Biggin says, what about Dave Aranda? Dave Aranda is the defensive coordinator at LSU, and I've not heard his name mentioned really anywhere, but who knows at this point. Ghost Texter says, what is the head coach at Gulf Coast Community College and has his name been mentioned? No. I don't know his name, but no, his name hasn't been mentioned. <laughs> listen, trying to promote from within Mississippi here. Listen, y'all. I know that a few, you know, some high school coaches have made the jump. They usually jump into big-time college football as an assistant and then work their way up. Gus Malzahn, you know, work their way up. And doggone, if, if like, during an Ole Miss search, but Buddy Stevens at East Mississippi, I mean, come on. Same thing for State. Y'all, listen, I'm not knocking junior college coaches at all. But you just got to understand something. Stop it. Stop when these openings happen. Stop suggesting that they go out and hire junior college head coaches. As a the, the, listen, what I'm telling you is what I'm telling you as a listener to my show. I'm going to give you some advice. Don't go out and say that to people. If you want to be respected in sports conversations, don't go out and say that. Don't walk up to a group of fans having a sports conversation and say, "Hey." Such and such SEC school ought to hire so and so JUCO coach. Because you know what? All those people in that conversation are going to do. They're going to roll their eyes. They may be nice to you. They're going to walk away and immediately go, that guy doesn't have one clue what he's talking about. It's not happening. So stop with that stuff. Here we go. Ghost Texter. How fun would it be to listen to Leach and Kiffin go back and forth? Oh, that's Will in South Dakota. Man. It would be fun. <laughs> It would definitely be fun. Nick says, man, you could put everything I've done, ever done in my life on the front page of the Clarion Ledger for $3 million a year. I see what you're saying. Is as a head coach, you don't care what they splatter out there about you, right? Just make sure my direct deposit goes in. True Maroon is letting us know, and it is true. Jake Fromm, the head, uh, head. Jake Fromm, the quarterback, the head quarterback, the quarterback at Georgia. Jake Fromm has declared for the NFL. 
and good for him. Jake Fromm, I think very underrated in terms of NFL prospect. Uh, is he Joe Burrow? No. Is he Tua? No. But, man, does he ever more throw the deep ball great. Does he ever? I mean, in the back shoulder deep ball up the sideline. He has just great accuracy and feel for that. And in the NFL, I think he's going to be successful. That's not the only thing you have to throw, but, yeah. Tyler on the text line says, uh, does HUD's love for MSU in the wake of Matt Luke at Ole Miss hurt his candidacy for the MSU head coaching job? Yeah, maybe so, um, Tyler, but I think a lot of times the comparison of one school to the other is often very, very much overplayed. Um, I did an interview yesterday with some people over in Alabama on their radio show, and Tyler, they had two or three questions about how wanting to know if there was this legit idea of Ole Miss hiring Lane Kiffin affecting State's decision to fire Joe Moorhead and stuff like that. And I, I just kept trying to pound it into him that, look, I mean, I know that if you're not in the state of Mississippi, you've been given this narrative that everything here is quirky and the two schools hate each other beyond any other two schools and all that BS, but it's just not true. There's no truth to it. Side examples. I don't care. Nobody's ever been shot over this game here. It has no. It pales in comparison to the hate in Michigan, Ohio State, and the way those people behave. I mean, Ohio State had a coach punch a guy, a player. Look. It pales in comparison. So the narratives that go on outside of this state about this rivalry are largely false because they've been fed it by big old mushy-headed, dumb-butt ESPN articles. Okay? Run tell that. So in this state, Tyler, let's just make sure we understand something here. There ain't a single solitary soul involved with Mississippi State's coaching search that is looking at anything about Ole Miss's past coaches or current ones and judging their own search based on that. Not happening. And vice versa. You think Ole Miss fired Matt Luke and hired Kiffin and any of that and any of those decisions in any way affected by anything going on at Mississippi State. I give them the credit that both schools, what they're doing is looking at their own situation. They're looking in the mirror. They could be worrying about somebody else. So a lot of this playing hopscotch with each other and this kind of stuff is just way overplayed and it's very elementary and it doesn't give any of the people enough credit for the actual intelligence they do have that are at those two places. Again, run tell. Ghost texter, Matt, what's your take on hiring Blake Anderson? I think he's not a splash hire, but I feel like he's right up our alley. What is your opinion? Yeah, man, listen, Blake Anderson is a heck of a football coach. And he he would get it. Uh, I think he's a rising star. You know, I don't know. I'd have to look it up to see exactly how long he's been at Arkansas State. But but um, really good football coach. Eh? No question about it. Now, whether or not he's legit in the in the search, I just don't know. I don't have that information. I'd tell you if I could. Uh, let's see, Ghost Texter says, Matt, just want to get this out of the way and ask, are you Bert Stare on the message? What is that? Am I misreading that or is that misspelled? I have no idea what that's about. Um, 
I'll need some clarification. Sorry. I shouldn't have started reading it if I didn't know what it was. I apologize to the listeners on the radio. All right, here we go. Divini Equipment phone, 995-1059. Divini Equipment, your Kubota dealer. Joey hanging on. What's up, Joey? Hey, Matt. I'm, we're, we're fairly close to the same age, and I've lived 10% of my life in the state of Florida and the rest in Mississippi. And I can tell you in that time I saw more craziness between Florida and Georgia fans <laughs> than I have my entire life. <laughs> so so that means it's about 9 to 1. You're right. I mean, um, I, I, I get mad when people outside of Mississippi think that we don't even wear shoes. You morons, we're the ones that started selling shoes in a box in Vicksburg, Mississippi. <laughs> you still go there right now met and buy a pair of shoes so um and i know you you know vicksburg well no that's true mm-hmm. so yep. um and hey th- this this coaching search thing is getting uh i think it's just kind of getting tiresome for state fans they you know at this point uh, I, I mean i hope that, that they don't make a bad i hope that cohen doesn't get tired make the wrong hire um but yeah um uh, Getting Grantham back there, I, I I don't I would wonder from the go why he wasn't all you know the recent success of that team, the reason they were winning right there had a whole lot to do with him, and I don't know why you ever let him leave Starkville in the first place. In my opinion, I think he should have been offered the head coaching job before he had a chance for, before Mullen ever got a chance to say, hey, you want to come to Florida with me? Yeah. And, and and then you might not and, and think that the the players obviously respected him. He had recruits that that are in Florida now. All that stuff would have stayed right there with you. So should have been done anyway. So I, I, I would like it. Um but I agree. I don't I don't think coaches are looking and going, Oh, they have some quibbles on that egg bowl, so I think I'm gonna pass on and I tell you I'm with your previous your your texture. Y'all, y'all can flash my information all over the front of the clearing ledger for $3 million a year, too, because who reads that paper anyway? Good point. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Joey. All right, man. All right, man. Call me anytime. Yeah, he said he spent all that time in Florida. You know, and I spent a lot of time in Alabama. still do. You want to you see crazy, real crazy? Go spend time in that state during football season. Well, you know, they have all those news stories that start a Florida man. Exactly. Half of them aren't wearing shoes. <laughs> I've got my shoes on, I promise you. Uh, I didn't know that little uh, tidbit, though. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't either. Sam, you're in Jackson. Appreciate you calling, buddy. What's up? Hey, man, I just had a really weird speculation question that I got to I, This conversation sparked up between me and a friend. I was curious your opinion. So, obviously, the Egg Bowl is a big decider. On, like, I mean, if Ole Miss had won the Egg Bowl, I'm, I'm pretty convinced that uh, Joe Morehead would have been fired a lot earlier than now, in my opinion. Um so that being said, had that happened, and let's say for the sake of the argument that State were to pick up Kiffin instead of Ole Miss, who would uh, who do you think would be next in line for the Ole Miss position? Like, who do you think would be all over that job? Okay, the Ole Miss position. Yeah, like I'm saying, like if the roles were reversed, I'm saying that if Ole Miss won the Egg Bowl this year and Moorhead got fired about the same time that Luke was fired, he said. Uh, uh. And Kiffin got picked up by Mississippi State. Okay. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm not a throw curveball at you. I'm calling <laughs> Y'all weren't at a yeah. bar having this conversation, were you? Yeah, now, we've, now we're <laughs> two or three levels into it. So we we would speculate that if – we basically would speculate that if Ole Miss didn't have a coach, who they would go hire right now. Um, yeah. If Kiffin's off be. the board. <laughs> if Kiffin were off the board. Right. That's really interesting. I don't know. If I wanted to stir all the uh, Ole Miss fans up, Sam, I would just say they would be smart to bring Coach Freeze back. Okay, yeah, no, I mean, I'm an Ole Miss alum, so I, that, yeah. that's what sparked all this conversation. I was having that's really interesting. Fan. Yeah, like if it were the other, if the shoe were on the other foot, what would they be doing? You know, and I'll tell you this, Sam, given the way the last three or four years, really even longer, I guess, had been for, for you guys, for Ole Miss fans, it would not be a pretty situation, man. You know what I'm saying? Because with the whole, you know, investigation, NCAA stuff, the whole, oh, yeah. you know, four years or whatever it was of not going to the postseason, the fact that at the end of the loop thing, fan base just totally out on all of it. If they were sitting, if if Kiffin were sitting there at state, and Ole Miss was still in a search, that that fan base would. They'd be burning stuff. They'd be setting stuff on fire. I'm talking about it would be ugly if the shoe were on the other foot. Sam, I appreciate the call, buddy. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yeah, you'd have to keep your head on a swivel in Oxford now. It wouldn't be pretty right now. If, if, if. <laughs> and for their sake, thank goodness. Okay. Rolling along with you, hour two, just getting started. Clarification on message board aficionados on the text line coming up stick around you're listening to the matt wyatt show back on the show i'm matt in the farm bureau studio farm bureau go with the home team lots of stuff on the text line everybody knows what to do ghost texter says Chris Kleiman is who we need to hire. Chris says Jake Fromm to the NFL who's taking his place. A five-star. I don't even know who it is, his name. But I'm confident in telling you it'll be a five-star. Because it's Georgia that we're talking about here. They are loaded with them. Tommy T said Moorhead to Oregon as offensive coordinator. Looking like it. Does Schrader follow him? Hmm. Very interesting. Hey, you knew good and well Joe Moorhead was going to pop up somewhere as an offensive coordinator. Quit! The truth about it is, if he waits around a little bit, if State were to hire Steve Sarkeesian away from Alabama, Nick Saban would hire Joe Moorhead as an offensive coordinator, like, in a blink. Let's see. Miko says, hire Grantham. The players love him. He'll bring back Greg Knox, possibly Matt Bayless, the strength and conditioning coach, get... Kellen Moore is the offensive coordinator. <laughs> Hired Derek Nix as a recruit coordinator, running backs coach. How about that? Miko's. I think Saban would jump on it, huh? He would jump all over Joe Moorehead like this. I mean, just as quick as he could. So why did it translate into success if he's that talented? Because being a coordinator is a different, different than being a head coach. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Madison Mailman says, Bo Bounds and his crew is pushed by it. What are we talking about, mailman? Need an explanation. I don't know what we mean there. All right, let's do this. Tyler on the Divinity Equipment 
Phone line, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer, 995-1059. What's up, Tyler? Not much there, Matt. I know I told you and that uh, maybe my text made it seem like it was an MSU Ole Miss thing, but my little brother played for Hudspeth at UNA. So cool. my family loves Coach Hud. You know, yeah. and the, I think the thing is, we see him maybe a little differently than most folks just because of that bias. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, sure. But my question is, does his love for MSU, the fact that he puts an out in every contract that if MSU calls, he can go there, does that make him seem like the safety net, like the last-ditch effort? You know, if nobody else will come, we can always have HUD. Mm. Does that actually hurt his legitimacy as a top-tier candidate? Because I think a lot of people look at that as the same way as like Matt Luke was. You know, when we're in a bad spot at Ole Miss, we always we could have Matt Luke. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's not so much MSU versus Ole Miss. It's does his actual love for the college make it seem like since he's always there that he's the last option, not the first option. Mm, that's a that's an interesting thought. Sort of a reverse psychology. Kind of like the friend zone. not dating. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The friend zone. Look. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, he, he was really good at UNA. Just one of the stops that he's had as a head coach where he's gone, and in pretty short order, he took them from, you know, not necessarily great to really good, really quick. Of course, oh, they, yeah. they, they had a lot of success. Yeah, that's right. And they had a lot of success at UNA before he got there back in the uh, Bobby Wallace days. But anyway, uh, you know, there's no doubt he can coach. And there's no doubt that it really does look like a fit for him in the state of Mississippi because he's from here, he loves it, wants to be here, from here, from Louisville, I believe, knows all the coaches. Um, one thing I've always liked about HUD is you know, very personable, but at the same time then step between the white lines and just become the drill sergeant you have to be to be a head football coach. And you know, physical mentality, understands the weight room, um, I do Enough. think he's somebody who could, who would get your offense going. He just knows how to do it. But all that said, I think there is something to the the thing of. Look, I know that Grantham and Joe Judge, you know, Judge certainly had a shot to get the job. I know that Grantham, you know, rumored to be a part of this. But the rest of the people that we're talking about that seem to be legit candidates do have that head coaching experience at this level that John Cohen talked about when he had the press conference. And I think that's the deal. I think that's what holds it back is, you know, he was the head coach at one point, you know, for uh, several years at Louisiana. So you're talking about in the Sun Belt. Um, He is a head coach at Austin P, but just hasn't been that head coach yet at the Division I level, or uh, that's not the right term, at the Power Five type level. And maybe that's just what the the what is holding him back, I, Tyler. I guess I'm saying is, I don't see a way that the fact that he wants to be there or is from Mississippi actually holds him back. I just think it's got to be something else that is holding him back. I can agree with that. I'll tell you one interesting tidbit though. When my brother played, guess who was the quarterback for UNA? That'd be Will Hall. That would be Will Hall. Yep. And so. There is a relationship there that if Hudspeth came in, oh no doubt, I think yep. that if Hud calls Will Hall, yep. 
he'd come to MSU in a heartbeat. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I, I really do. And I, I've, I'd always been under the impression that the Halls are very fond of Coach Hud also, it, it, and it'd be a perfect fit. Yeah, Will, I mentioned this yesterday, Will won what is the equivalent of the Division Two Heisman Trophy, the Harlan Hill Trophy. Yes, he did. At uh, As the quarterback at UNA, he was a really, really good football player there. Sure was. Well, thanks for taking my yeah, call, man. man. I appreciate it. Like I said, I just wanted to clear it up because it wasn't an Ole Miss State thing. It was more about HUD because I just I would love to see him get the opportunity. Every kid that ever played for Hudspeth at UNA that I've ever run across loves him. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate the call, Tyler. Thank you. Yes, sir. Joe on the text line says, I hope Cohen waits another week to hire someone just to troll the fans. <laughs> that is a really good point. Who was it? I thought we had a text earlier and I must have missed it. Somebody texted in about let's see here, I'm gonna find it. I, because there was a miswording. There's a funny typo two text up. Yeah, that's the one I'm looking for. It's that's just a uh, two from Joe Pesci. Oh, he's the one who's in it. Is it? What it says Moorhead was fried. Well, I don't I can't find it on here. <laughs> he wasn't fired, he was fried Friday. That's it. Okay, I lost it. Here it is. Yeah, someone texted in and said Moorhead was fried Friday. He meant fired, we know. <laughs> I'm telling you, what did he take up smoking there? <laughs> uh, he says, why do our fans make it feel like we haven't had a coach since the Tennessee game? Exactly. Yeah. Good exactly. Point. He was fired on Friday. And then he got fried. <laughs> I mean, Lord have mercy. You I know, love autocorrect, by the way. Take your time. I mean, and they're not even taking their time. They're doing a real search. It's just that the last time State had a coaching search, it went by in two days, and boom, it was over. And so everybody just expects that again, I guess. Okay, and then the Burt Stare. Okay, so this says Burt Stare has been an anonymous poster for the past week on Elite Dogs saying he's in the know in Louisiana. Joking with you on that. He's insisted every day. That it's Napier. Yeah, earlier he asked you if, if you were Burt's there. On the message. So that's what yeah. he meant. A certain poster on the message board. No, I gave up posting on message boards a long time ago. Uh, Good way Tyler. to not make enemies. Right. Tyler, okay, explained it on the text line too, but he called in and gave us a better explanation. And then True Maroon says, I'm with whomever said Chris Kleiman. Look, Chris Kleiman is a first-year head coach at Kansas State. He's from that, what, North Dakota? But look, you don't go take the Kansas State job to replace the Bill Snyder, have success in year one a little bit, and then hop up out of there after one year. Not an option. All right, we'll wrap it up with you next. Boy, today's show went by quickly. I'm impressed with True Maroon's correct use of whomever. That's right. Whomever it is that's behind this account did a nice job. And that's incorrect. (laughs) It's whoever. Uh, Whatever, I try. All right, wrap it up with you next. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.